This episode is dedicated to Patrick Romano and his family. Hey. Whoa. Hey. Hey. Yo. I'm making a change today. Welcome back to episode 22 of the Hockey House podcast presented by Selly Hockey Co. I'm Murph, joined virtually alongside Glick and Fitz. Glick, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Really can't complain. How about you, Fizzy? How are you doing? Doing well. I accepted this challenge with my old high school buddies to do 200 push-ups a day for every day in April. So the, I'm going to have the biggest chest in the Acha by the end of, and the, end of the month. <laughs> how, we, how are we feeling after six days of this? There's, it's been... Some days are better than others. So today I've only done 40 push-ups and it's 11, 11 right now. So oh, geez. I got to really be- get on my game. We better wrap, <laughs> we better wrap this up quickly. So Fitz can get to his push-ups. Um, How are you doing Murph? I'm doing good. I, I'm obviously how it works. We just got done recording. Um, we have an awesome interview. This is one of the more fun ones that I've done joining us this week. We had Niagara coach, Tom Moradian, alongside two of his players, Chad Moore and Carson Andrioli. We had them on to talk about the life and legacy of Patrick Romano, who unfortunately passed away in the last week. Um, Obviously a devastating loss for the hockey community, the ACHA community, and the Niagara University community. It has been a really tough week for the boys there. Kind of give them a, a chance to talk about Pat's life and life at Niagara and what it's like being a hockey player there and they, they did a fantastic job, I thought. Um, one of my favorite interviews, like I said. So we'll be sure to turn it over to them quickly. Um, we're actually going to lead off with Coach Meridian right now. He'll, uh, he'll kind of kick things off for you guys. This week, we're pleased to welcome a couple members of Niagara's ACHA Division I team. We're joined by uh, head coach Tom Meridian, as well as sophomores Chad Moore and Carson Andrioli. Guys, how are we doing today? Good, good. We're all doing, doing pretty well, Mark. Doing as right best right as we can, right? Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're glad to have you guys on, um, especially Coach Moradian. You're the first coach to, to hop on the podcast there, so we'll send you the puck and, and write on it for you so you can keep that as a souvenir. Um, but like we said, during these times, obviously you guys are going through a lot, so we'd love, we'd love to hear from you and what you guys are going through. I know uh, – Coach, you got something a little prepared for us about Pat and, and kind of remembering him if you want to take it away. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, obviously this podcast uh, wasn't something we planned on doing considering the circumstances uh, that transpired this past week. But I just prepared a little statement for you guys. Uh, I wanted to say first and foremost, obviously, I want to say thank you to you guys and to each and every member of the hockey community for reaching out with their extended thoughts, prayers, and condolences for Pat's family, friends, and teammates. Uh, there were so many GMs, individual players, coaches, and you know, just friends and, and fans of the game that reached out to us. It's been received incredibly well by our players, uh, the coaching staff, and alumni. We're obviously, you know, very impacted by the news and everything that happened with Pat this week. So again, it was just kind of me reiterating and saying thank you to you guys, and also. Uh, to you guys as well on the podcast, Murph uh, and the rest of the team here on the Hockey House Pod for 
allowing us to use this platform to help keep Pat's memory alive throughout the ACHA. Um, you know, Pat Romano will always be remembered as the most incredibly genuine human being to ever step foot in our locker room. Although he was likely the most physically intimidating member of our team, he had the softest hearts. Uh, there was never an instance where Patty wasn't going out of his way to make each and every person that he was connected to feel both comfortable and confident. Uh, his smile was infectious. The dedication he had to his teammates was unmatched. And the overall impact he had on the Niagara University community as a whole will certainly never be forgotten. Uh, Patty was the most for the boys teammate we'll ever have. I think these two guys on the pod can attest to that. Um, he was truly the heartbeat of our squad. And I do believe that he was simply too good for this world. Uh, Patty, we love you. We miss you. And uh, we'll be wearing that purple heart with pride throughout the entire 21-22 season. Very well said, Coach. Thank, thanks again for coming on and, and uh, saying that. Um, boys, w welcome to the show. Um, we're excited to talk to you guys. Why don't we go to Chad? We'll go to you first. Kind of yeah. just explain to, explain to people how you ended up playing hockey at Niagara, kind of your, your background growing up with hockey. Yeah, so uh, it's actually a little bit of an interesting story. I'm not going to really say it's quite a huge story, but uh, I played with uh, a buddy in juniors in Radford in the CC2. Uh, we were playing junior B in Canada in Ontario. If no one knows what the CC2 is, but uh, uh, I was playing with him and then he called me and I was working a nine to five job while playing Renfrew. Uh, he called me one day and he's like, Hey, I got this opportunity to go to Niagara playing this, this hot college hockey. Uh, do you want to come out? Like, are you interested? And I was like, yeah, of course I'm interested. That sounds a whole lot better than a 95, nine to five job. Right. And then, so I talked to Tom for about an hour when I, when I was supposed to be on my lunch break for 30. So it kind of ex got extended. So, uh, yeah. And then Tom was like, Hey, like, when can you come out? I was like, well, I can probably come out next week for a tour and a visit and skate with you guys and ended up staying a week, um, in Niagara. And, uh, yeah, that was about it. As soon as I was, as soon as I stepped foot on campus, I was like, yeah, this is, this is, this is going to be my new home. And, uh, it's pretty much how it all happened. All right, and Carson, uh, tell us a little bit how you ended up at, at Niagara. Yeah, so um, I played uh, juniors up in uh, Northern Ontario in the NOJHL. Um, you know, kind of came up all my life just playing double A. Played triple A my last year in, uh, in midget. Um, and then uh, played juniors. Tried to, I, was, I was looking to go to school, and then I ended up making a junior team, so – kind of rode that out um for three years of eligibility and then uh yeah I was I was kind of sitting at home thinking about what I was gonna do next um maybe I was looking at some minor pro trying to get over either to Europe or uh possibly in the Fed I had some talks with some agents and stuff and then uh Tom reaches out to me here actually while I'm at work too. <laughs> work, hell that work, works, working, at, working a nine to five, I'm at work and I get a DM from Tom and uh, I'm like, oh, what's this about? So uh, yeah, I'm uh, kind of just, I'm actually sitting in the truck and uh, waiting for my, my shift to end. And uh, I'm like, oh, I check it out. We kind of shoot back and forth. And uh, yeah, I actually came up through, I was, I was doing some visits actually in the States, uh, a couple of division three schools. And then um, I swung back down through um, Niagara on my way home and uh, visited and lo loved the campus and 
kind of just got the opportunity to come here a little while after, skate with the boys, and it's kind of history from there on. So Tom just loves the blue collar grinders. <laughs> calling yeah. them on calling them on their lunch break. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so with you guys both being sophomores, I'm sure you guys have similar stories on, on kind of your introduction to the ACHA. Uh, once again, we'll, we'll toss over to Chad first. Chad, what was your welcome to the ACHA moment? So obviously like uh, rookies kind of have like in the show, I mean, I'm not comparing the, the ACHA to the show, but I mean, uh, rookies in the show obviously have like their moments where they get a huge hit and it's like, oh, welcome to the show. And we were playing Bama the first my first game home opener first game i've ever set foot on the uh the ice right and i think it was probably midway through the first period so probably like my second or third shift as a freshman and i get i i get absolutely railed just railed wind knocked out of me whatever i'm hobbling over to the bench and i was like okay this like this is this is it and carson what about you yeah, um, I don't know if I have like a specific game game time moment uh, that that stood out from you know playing juniors and that kind of thing. You know, besides the game being slightly different pace, but um, I think I think one of the big things is just like uh, was it was our first game? We're we're just hanging out in the locker room. You know, game time supposed to be what uh, seven o'clock or whatever it was. Oh yeah, and uh, I remember that. You know, we're like, all right, all right. We get to the rink, and then uh, we're doing our our off ice warm ups, and and then they're like, all right, game's getting pushed back. Like warm ups are getting pushed back um, to seven thirty to seven or to seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. So warm ups are going to be at seven o'clock, not game time. We're like, all right, all right. So we're we're we get dressed, we account for it, and everything, and then. Uh, we're in the dress room. We're all fully dressed. We all go out of the dress room to like to the rink, and uh, and then they're like, "Well, the the ice isn't ready yet because, well, the refs aren't here. The other team was told a different start time, and then the ice was actually booked for a different start time. So, um, we had to go back inside the dress room and sit there for about fifteen or twenty more minutes at yeah. least. I think might even been half an hour." But uh, was that, long that, that was that was good, you know, getting a little cold in the dressing room. But, uh, you know, there wasn't it wasn't terrible, but it was just funny just uh, having that mishap right off the bat. I think one of our first games there. So and then uh, Tom always laughs at this one, but li uh, living up north in Canada, um, you know, you take what you can get. So we had to, we had to share. I was I was in uh, Elliott Lake and uh, we shared a bus with uh, Blind River. And so we had, we had half of, we had a logo on half the bus. that was our logo. We had a logo on the other half of the bus. that was blind rivers logo. And then every, every time they were, um, they were on an, a, a close away game, they'd get the bus. It, it was kind of, it was flip flop, but, and then, uh, so I get here and I, I get on the bus for the first roadie. I'm like, these buses are really nice. And Tom goes, yeah, nothing, nothing like those Northern Ontario buses. And I was like, yeah, they got outlets in these buses. <laughs> <laughs> so other uh, than that, as like I said, no, like kind of in-game moments, but it was just some, some funny little nuances that was <laughs> just, just a funny thing to laugh at, but yeah. Um, do, do the Niagara buses, uh, how's the Wi-Fi on those? Terrible. Brutal. All right, good. All right. Brutal. I didn't. With everybody. Yeah. All right, yeah, we're on the same page here. At we didn't even have Wi-Fi <laughs> in Ontario, man. Like, <laughs> that's what I mean. So, <laughs> take what you can get, but no, it's 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 garbage. <laughs> yeah, so. as I said, 
the the cute here we we have outlets on the fitz bus but uh there's no uh no i mean the wi-fi is just absolutely terrible you got a hot spot hot oh, spot yeah, if you got, you got a hot spot yeah. all right uh i'll turn it over to we'll go fitz first fitz why don't you throw the first question at the boys yeah so uh whoever wants to jump in and uh answer just take us through what it's like playing at niagara um maybe just like a typical game day uh at niagara yeah um so, I mean, if, uh, if we're on the road, uh, it depends where we're going, obviously. Uh, it's pretty – it's not – I, w- I wouldn't say it's a huge, like a very strict regiment, but it's, it's pretty – like everyone knows like what we're there to do. Everyone, everyone gets it. Everyone uh, – yeah. Everyone Tom's, Tom's quite meticulous with his itinerary. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. But, uh, yeah, uh, like if we're going on a long road trip, uh, we know what time we're taking the bus at. We kind of get ready um we take the bus go wherever going and then kind of dial in and try and try and play the game um if we're if we're at home if we have class on a friday um we try and obviously go to class and do what we do but um again tom's pretty uh pretty good at citing out a uh itinerary what time we got to be there what time we have to have this and that done which is which is honestly awesome um and uh yeah i mean i I think it's, I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, typical game format, you know, and get there a couple hours before, do your warm ups, and you know we're pretty good as a team. Like, um, this is why I think this last week is just so hard, right? We're just so close as a team. We have a really tight knit team, honestly, and that's kind of our atmosphere here, right? At Niagara, is we're really close. We get close. Like, we don't really have too many like clicks or anything, and we're always with the boys. Um, no matter who it is, like always trying to get together, doing doing stuff. So now we warm up as a team, kind of do that, do that stuff, and, and get ready, get prepared as a team. So it's like you guys have already seen the questions. One of our next questions is, "What's the culture like?" <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. Like Niagara University, I think has thirty five hundred to four thousand students, right? So as Carson said, it's very, it's a very small community, and. Like we're so so thankful and so grateful that uh, how much how many people have actually reached out to us uh, within that community on campus or or on Instagram or whatever about obviously what happened this this last week. Um, but yeah, like even with the guys last year, it was we were really close. Whether we were, we were going to class, we would go to we'd go what we called galley. It's like a local hangout spot on campus where it has couches and like a Tim's and a subway and like restaurants and stuff where you can just hang out and, and chill and. A lot of the guys would be there after class so we just go out in there hang out and yeah it's very close tight-knit community and i mean couldn't really ask for anything more i'm a uh, i'm a midwest guy what is it tim's like a tim hortons is that what yeah, tim's yeah, is? Tim, yeah. Yeah. Tim hortons. Gotcha. we're also canadian yeah, so, so i mean call it tim's, Timmy's. From here, so. yeah gotcha <laughs> that's uh the bus rides from we went uh first weekend last year we went to kent state so you drive through niagara on your way to ohio and like my my roommate, he could probably hear me right now, but uh, he's the only Canadian on the team. So as soon as we passed by the Timmy's on the highway, he was all jacked up. Oh, yeah. Lit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you drive through Niagara and it's Tim Hortons Central. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the spot. You guys play at well, at the same rink that your guys NCAA team plays at. How's the atmosphere on game day? Um. I think it can it can be difficult at times because uh, sometimes it's uh, it's a little a little dim in there like in terms like they always got the they got all the perks of getting the the lights and all the show stuff going right but uh honestly the rink's great the rink's great it's 
you know, great lighting. Like you get in some, you get in some rinks, right. And the, the, the lighting's kind of garbage and, um, you know, but it's, it's not too big in the sense that, you know, if we don't get a lot of fans, it's empty. It's too empty. Like I put, played in rinks and juniors where, I mean, we, we play like, uh, we play up in like Sault Ste. Marie and they're playing out of like the, the o, OHL Greyhound state, like stadium, their, their big stadium. And I mean, <laughs> we don't get much fans and it's like, it feels like, it feels like there's absolutely no one in there. You're playing in front of like just empty seats. Right. So in terms of that kind of thing, it's not too bad. Right. And and honestly, we, we don't do too bad in terms of getting like some fans out there, some, some students and stuff. So it's, it's a good atmosphere. The, they just did these new murals on um, the walls around the rink that are pretty cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, great rink. I like the rink a lot. Yeah, I mean, we call it home now, so pretty yeah. it's pretty easy to call it a great rink. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a nice rink. It's definitely a step up than uh, we both played in juniors, so. How's the locker room? Locker room's pretty good. Um, it, was, it was far better than what I've had in juniors. Um, we're planning to actually hopefully get upgrade one to one next year. Um, but yeah, the locker room is really nice. It's, it's good. It's, it's what we, it, it does the job. Um, I mean, yeah, it does the job, but yeah, it's, it's a nice locker room. Hey, yeah. not every, not every team gets one of those in this league. Yeah, exactly. So we're, exactly. we're thankful. Yeah. Um, I, I'll tell the story now, but, uh, so my, my, Niag- my introduction to Niagara ACHA hockey, uh, Tom will get a kick out of this. So I played for Rod Simmons, one of Tom's friends. Bridgeton Academy and uh, at the beginning of the year big on like he was going to use his connections to get us uh, you know find us places to play in college and so we had three captains on the team it was myself a forward and a goalie and the three of us and he was like hey I've got this connection with the the ACHA coach at Niagara like I'd love to get you guys in looking at Niagara you know this is kind of where we're going to start and I was like awesome like it was just like a it was like a normal captain's meeting so I didn't think much of it and then um, maybe like three weeks later, I see, I see Hartsey and uh, he's got dunks in his hand. And I'm like, like we, we lived in the same dorm and like, there were only like eight of us right in this dorm. And I'm like, you got dunks. And like, this is like all boys prep school in the middle of Maine. Like no one has cars. Like you don't just get dunks. Like somebody brought <laughs> yeah. you dunks. Yeah. And uh, he goes, yeah. Like uh, the Niagara admissions lady came today and uh you know, me, Splainer and Nate all met with her and like talking to the, you know, about looking at Niagara. And it was like the same meeting that I had been told about three weeks ahead of time. I just didn't get the last minute call. I was the last minute scratch to the Niagara meeting. And uh, <laughs> come to come to find out the only kid from that meeting who ends up going to Niagara is Hartsey. So they coach made the right call and swapping him in for that meeting. It obviously worked out and, and Hartsey loves it there. So that's my, my Niagara hockey story um, in a mm-hmm. nutshell. And, and obviously uh, got to play against you guys. I haven't been, been to Niagara yet uh, though. Looking forward to uh, the road trip up there next January. Obviously we played two games in Cuse last year, but we'll, we'll get the home and home back on schedule next season. In terms of you guys traveling though, where, where did you guys get to go last season? What were some of your favorite road trip memories? Well, we had, uh, we had a couple overnighters. We didn't have one. Uh, I think we had what, three or four, four or five. We had, we had a couple. Um, I think Carson's got a good one about uh, Duquesne in Erie. He's, we got a couple good ones there. So I'll let him tell that story. 
Yeah, I mean, we were like we had a couple good roadies for sure. Um, we were man, we went we were in Erie and uh, we uh, we got to go to the Erie Otters game after, which was pretty which was pretty fun. I think uh, all the boys enjoyed it. You know, um, we actually we, it was funny. They come over to our section and uh, they're like, "Hey, like we want you guys to do something in between periods," and like we were all like oh this is great like this is gonna be phenomenal and uh and i think originally they were like tom was like yeah we'll get the vets to do it. we'll get the vets to do it and then uh, they were like nah nah like go for it and uh or did we have like two groups that went no i think they had, yeah there's two groups that went yeah so i think i think i think they did both intermissions so yeah. but uh i ended up going were you were you yeah, yeah it was yeah. me chad we had uh lewis weary who's our one goalie and then who else? And we had Damon Thierra, um, and we all get down in this uh, down in the Zamboni area, and they make us put on those big uh, big, blow up big balls. Blow up balls. And uh, basically, it was just a free for all out there, and we have some. Well, we have no, some, okay. Well, I will, I will <laughs> we say have, this: we have some good videos. So, <laughs> so our goalie Louis, big like he's from France, doesn't didn't really know it. Really, his English was kind of spotty at times. So he he was trying to tell us to go to the bathroom, like where the bathroom was, because he was nervous. Like he was dead nervous. I mean, eerie. I mean, they had like what five to ten thousand fans. So yeah. like all these people watching us. And he's he was, 120 pounds soaking yeah, wet, like tiny little like, Frenchman. He was he was <laughs> really nervous. So he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. He, he was trying to figure out how to ask for the bathroom to this to this worker. So we we fought, we helped him out. So when he went to the bathroom, me, Carson and Damon kind of looked at each other and we're like, there's gotta be there's got to be one round where we can just all target him. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it was the last, I think it was the first round we did. We did multiple rounds in the balls. We had to line up on, a, on both blue lines and kind of just go at it. But I think it was the first round me, Carson and Damon just sprinted right at him. Yeah. And just suing him. Just him. So this little French guy went flying all the way back to the blue line. <laughs> so it was, yeah. it was hilarious. There's, there's a couple of good videos. And then uh, we had the mascot in there too. Oh, yeah. Mascot tried to get me. I put him on his ass. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was pretty fun. That was, it was pretty fun. That was so. a good one. Um, we also went to Philly last year in uh, the – Villanova showcase I think it was that was that was a cool one because as like a Canadian and Carson himself like we yeah I mean he's been been around there but like for me myself I've, I've never been to like these spots where in Pittsburgh or Duquesne or Erie or Philly so it was pretty cool to go down to Philly and then we had some time between games and uh, me and a couple of the other guys went to like the Rocky Steps like the mon monument and that was that was pretty cool to see as like a guy who would never really being Philly other than hockey so that was uh one of the most probably one of the most memorable trips that we uh that we had uh I'll, I'll toss it over Glick as a guy from Philly uh where does the going to the Rocky Steps rank in terms of tour tourist attractions yeah that's pretty high up there with the uh, Liberty Bell and like just grabbing a cheesesteak at just like the tourist traps <laughs> we, didn't yeah. have the, uh, we didn't have the uh, privilege to go get a Philly cheesesteak or go see the bell, but yeah. yeah. Usually we, we ask that question. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, we went to this place, this place, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, we, uh, we, had, we, had a, we had a good time last year. I mean, we, we obviously won a lot. We had a good team, and we, we could pretty much afford to do that kind of stuff, right? Um, you guys, you guys touched on it a little bit. Um, obviously you guys had some great success. Uh, what do you, do you guys call it the national? The NECHL. 
Okay. The yeah, guys, because yeah. obviously Cuse used to play in, in that conference and mm-hmm. everyone refers yeah, yeah. to it here as the national. Kind of talk yeah, about that run. You guys. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. There's your vocab. Because we, because the league we play in now, we call it the Eschel. So I think that's where uh, it gets. It's uh, like. Ah, there you go. So, um, yeah. yeah. You know, vocab word of the day there. Talk, I mean, you guys went on a little run here. National tournament gets canceled. But what was, how, how'd last season kind of end for you guys? Uh, you know, like it, it was all right. Right. Like we, we were, we were, we were coming off hot, you know, um, we had our ups and downs, obviously. Like we, we always seem to, we always seem to kind of have some downfalls against some, some weaker teams. Um, but, uh, we, we always kind of came in when it, when it was, uh, most needed and got the job done for sure. And, uh, yeah, we, you know, we did, we came into, uh, the little playoff, um, tournament or series whatever you want to call it and uh, yeah we did what we had to do we, we we played really well as a team and then uh yeah obviously qualifying for nationals was like amazing like I mean even in the last three years of playing junior I was kind of on like a mediocre to lower pack team who we were struggling to make playoffs every year and um you know, we make it to like uh, what we call as a survivor series up in the Northern league there. And it was like a best, best of three series basically to qualify for the, for the, uh, the first real round of playoffs. But, uh, and uh, no, it was really awesome uh, for me personally. I know because uh, it was nice to win. I, I mean, I know everyone loves winning, but uh, it was good to be on like a, a solid, like, solid team where we could put it together when we needed to right because I've, I've been on I've been on teams where uh we've had the talent it's just you just can't piece it together so I definitely think that was a uh, huge characteristic of our team last year is that uh you know when we when we needed to we pieced it together and uh that's what got us uh qualified for nationals so and then unfortunately um due to uh this virus, <laughs> everything got uh, canned, but uh, no, it was great. It was great qualifying for that. I know we were all super excited. So I don't know if Chad's got anything to add, but yeah, I mean, it kind of like, it kind of stung. Uh, we, I think we all can, all the guys can agree that I think last year missing nationals is probably worse than having our season canceled. Uh, they're both, it both sucks, but I remember we we were all in Galley, like I was talking about before, uh, which is like our com- common area, and we all kind of got 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 an email saying, "Hey, uh, nationals is canceled." So that we all kind of just looked at each other and were like, "Oh, like this sucks," and then we that kind of just hit in and. Yeah, it it did suck a lot. I mean, one one minute you're uh, you're being told flights are booked for Dallas, and you're you're fired up, <laughs> and then the next the next minute yeah, can't go, boys, can't go. It's all it's all canceled. Well, originally it started as a couple teams were opting out, and then and then just and then the show kind of canceled, yeah. and then that kind of everything got canceled. So, yeah. so what have you guys been doing during COVID then? Uh, so at the start of the year, we, uh, we had some pretty strict measures to be quite honest. We, uh, we could only really practice in, uh, small groups. Uh, I think it was like five to seven groups and we had, we have three ice slots. So we practiced three times a week. So we, we were like, everyone on the team was able to practice at least once a week. And then, uh, and then later on this semester, we, uh, we got back to, we got the green light for full team practices. So we were practicing three times a week with, uh, with an inter-squad game um every 
every second Sunday, but we only got to play two of them since. So that's kind of what we've been we've been really doing. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we practiced up until about. Um, I mean, it was a little like under the radar for a bit. We're trying, you know, all the protocols and stuff. But then we we kind of got. Um, we did have to uh, stop our practices in uh, November because a handful of us got well, a handful of the guys got COVID. Oh, that was that was because uh, of Halloween. So. Yeah, actually, actually, it was like uh, end of October, I guess. Now, like Chad's saying that, but uh, a bunch of the guys ended up getting COVID, and then uh, we we were actually fortunate. We like we had like three pretty close run-ins, yeah. and uh, not like we we weren't doing anything too crazy either. Honestly, like not even being around a lot of people. And uh, we ended up catching it in November anyway, but um, but at that point, but at that point, we didn't we didn't catch it. Thank, well, I mean, it didn't really matter anyway. But. Yeah, but at that when when we caught it, the our I think our for that semester our hockey was already over yeah. because we had uh, we had I think all the, the whole school kind of canceled sports at that point after yeah. Halloween. Yeah. So they're like, oh my god, there's that like there's a yeah an outbreak so. i think like, the school's plan was like at thanksgiving the school was going to go like online the rest of the way uh, up until the end of the semester and then you know re readjust after the new year and stuff and then um they ended up like doing that about two weeks earlier um so that, that's kind of how that went and then like chad said we resumed in january kind of when we started the second semester again but that wasn't until like late January so um and then up until then yeah just kind of practicing as much as we can playing some inner squad games so yeah that's mm -hmm. that's pretty much how we've been going through it nice nice and now uh and, you know Tom can chime in here I see on the Instagram here I see purple helmets and purple jerseys are those alternates or are those replacing the blacks I think we'll let Tom answer this one <laughs> Uh, well, um, we will be doing a full team conversion to all purple setup next year. Um, <laughs> Murph, I gotta say, I was a little frustrated. We didn't make the uh, we didn't make the jersey bracket with the new blacks that we had uh, this year. So, throwing a little uh, passive aggressive shade at you from uh, across the uh, the web here. You, you know what? That's a good point because I've uh, I mean a lot of good pictures in those uniforms murph as you've seen on the instagram you do you do and we we've got a connection with the guys at rebirth too so we really dropped the ball with, with you guys um but no it, it's 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 funny because uh a lot of these teams that didn't get picked there's a handful that have dropped new jerseys since they didn't get picked so i, I think i'm just adding fuel to the fire <laughs> there's no there's no there's no fire here murph i'm just i'm totally no no i, 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 I don't I, even know the jersey I didn't even know the Jersey uh, bracket was really a thing until about uh, six hours ago when I was scrolling through Instagram having some <laughs> fun with, uh, with my day. But no, I mean, uh, it's, it's really cool, to be honest, because, you know, for the longest time, I think uh, from a budgetary perspective, you're always cognizant of the numbers that, you know, you need to save on. And purple equipment uh, from top to bottom is obviously not cheap, right? Like our school works primarily with Bauer, Warrior, um, and obviously Rebirth. And we utilize our NCAA connection to kind of help connect us to a lot of the reps uh, for certain companies. And, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy when you lay out the budget every year from an administrative perspective and you see, okay, black helmets, 65 bucks, white helmets, 70 bucks, purple helmets, 
120. <laughs> You're like, oh man, it's kind of it's kind of tough to swallow. But you know, Larry, the previous coach who was here before me, was a big advocate of, of black and white. You know, he was he that's that's kind of I think the color scheme that he just liked. And I've always been sort of advocating for purple in the past. And I guess the one fortunate thing that came out of this pandemic was is we had you know a pretty hefty budgetary freeze, right? So we said to ourselves, okay, like. We do a lot of fundraising. Um, you know, we're we're in a really good position with the school. They take care of us, uh, especially uh, lately. They've really invested a lot of money and energy and time into our program. So I was like, if, if we're going to do it, this has got to be the year. So we're we started the whole conversion. So next year, we're we'll kind of two different setups. At home, will be white and black. The current jerseys that you'll see uh, right now, but we will start next year with purple gloves it's going to be an all purple out it's either going to look really really good or i might cringe a little bit when we uh we hit the ice for warm-ups but it's going to be purple buckets purple jerseys purple gloves purple shells purple socks so it's going to be a hopefully an interesting look but i'm, I'm confident that it'll it'll do pretty well and hopefully maybe we can make the uh the hockey house pod uh Jersey bracket 2.0. <laughs> I, I will say, I will say, um, it's not often in warm, like, you know, obviously you get out on the ice for warm ups, you're chatting away with the boys. Um, I'd say, when you guys came to Cuse with the blacks and the, the white nameplates, like the flyer style, they were like, <laughs> guys on our team were like, oh, that's like a pretty sharp look. Like, that's like, I don't remember many times in Warros where people comment on the other team's jerseys, but uh, Niagara was one of them. So I'll give you guys that that credit. There you go. There, there you go. go. Yeah, there you go. Got to add Thank you, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, as, as we close things up here, I, I kind of want to go back to where we started. Obviously, we've loved having you guys on. Great stories. Um, if you guys don't mind, if you want to just give your favorite Pat memory before you guys go. I'm trying to think. There's just, there's so many, you know, there's so many. He's just such a lighthearted guy, right? He's he's so chill, so lighthearted, so like caring to like everyone. Like we've had like, honestly, like, you know, after everything happened, like as as, uh, as sad of a day as it was, like we did take a moment. We were just, you know, telling a bunch of different stories and kind of laughing about the, the guy he was because he just like he he left he left the room and like everyone just had a smile on, on their face you know like that was just the type of guy that he was that uh and it's funny because um me personally even I, i'm like damn dude like i don't even i don't even have any pictures with the guys like like i mean He's i, I don't have been, been only on the on the team for the last year right and i mean we've not like we, we were over at their house a bunch yeah, at the counts. beginning of this year counts and uh, i was like i don't even have a picture with the guy and like i'm pretty sure one of the guys was like that was because he was the picture guy <laughs> <laughs> so i guess he was the guy who was always taking the pictures but uh, another good thing was that uh, you did you definitely didn't need a picture with the guy like his just his his the memories from him were like like don't uh like a picture wouldn't do it justice so um i, I will say that that's for sure yeah i mean i'll uh i'll agree with carson on that but i mean we'll we'll always remember the kid uh everyone uh and everyone on our team including coaches and all the parents helped out we'll always remember the kid well once again obviously thank you guys for coming on um it, it, it's so tough, you know, from an outside perspective, you, you see this story and the the amount of support that you guys have received and just like the character you guys have talked about, it, it sounds like um, he truly was a great teammate to have in the locker room. And 
we obviously wish you guys the best in moving forward and, you know, wish you guys the best of luck next year. I know I'll see all three of you guys um, yeah. sooner rather than later. Um, and, and I look forward to that. So once again, guys, thank you for coming on and taking the time today. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks a lot for having us. Yeah. We appreciate having us on. And uh, once again, like, thanks for all the support from you guys as well. Right. Like that's, that's just the type of community that uh, we are in the ACHA. I mean, every, all the communities like we've had everyone come together, it's been really awesome. So we definitely appreciate all the support from everyone. It's been, it's been amazing. So thanks guys. Prior to it, I had written down this quote from Jimmy Valvano, basketball coach at NC State, obviously huge with ESPN. He had that speech at the ESPYs where he, and he quoted, if you can laugh, think, and cry, that's a full day. That's a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, you're going to have something special. And I think that's what I get out of uh, that interview we had with the guys at Niagara. We laughed. There was some emotional to start and uh, certainly puts things into perspective. I think that kind of sums up the interview pretty well. What do you guys think? I think it's really cool just how, you know, we started this podcast just kind of as a, I mean, it just kind of came out of nowhere and, you know, it's led to being able to tell stories like um, the episode here today and just like, not that we're able to like touch people's lives, but we're able to just connect the, uh, the community just, you know, that much more. Um, it's just amazing kind of, you know, how far we've, we've taken it and been able to, to connect, you know, the ACHA community. Yeah, I agree. It was great interview. And it's definitely great to see the uh, outpour of support from the hockey community to the um, Niagara team. Yeah. And obviously earlier this week, uh, they got a shout out on spit and chiclets and, you know, I think back to the Luke Grossman interview about Slippery Rock, and that's just another event where it's like, wow, like we kind of have something going here where people actually not only do they have a place where they can come and like we can spread news around the ACHA and, and the college hockey world, but like people are kind of coming to us for, for information like this. So that's a pretty cool thing because it's this this untapped market of people that kind of like looking for a place for their voices to be heard. And so when the guys at Niagara reached out about coming on, I was more than happy to have them on because, you know, it's just, it's a story that we were going to touch on anyways. And I don't know if I was comfortable enough to tell that I never met Pat before, but I think they certainly did it in a classy way. And one that people listening should be able to remember coming up this month in April, it is national tournament time. We talked to the guys at Niagara. They, unfortunately, were supposed to go to Nationals in 2020. That obviously got derailed because of COVID. Um, so the National Tournament is going – the National Tournaments are going to happen this year. And uh, what better place to preview them than the Hockey House podcast? Three ACHA experts. A couple of, uh, you know, Bob McKenzie, Darren Dreggers here. <laughs> ACHA sharps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so we'll start uh, with the women's bracket. Only the Division One level of women's ACHA is playing a national tournament. That tournament uh, is being hosted by Minot State um, in Minot, North Dakota at Mesa Arena. I'll start us off. I think the host team, I think Minot has the edge here. They're coming in as the number two seed. I think, um, I think they have great home ice advantage here. I also am a sucker for the Minot State women's uniforms. They've got 
the white ones with the green trim and the red helmets. And then they had been hiding them all year. I saw a video over the weekend of their green away uniforms. I think it's a good look. I think they're playing on home ice. Um, I'm going with my buddy, Josh Strong here. I'm taking Minot State here in the women's tournament. Glick, what about you? Um, I have to go with the number one C Liberty. I mean, you can never really go wrong with picking any Liberty team to win it all. And I, you know, they just have the power of God on their side. They're going to win the, they're going to win the whole thing. That's who we going with. I'm taking the number five seed Adrian. And the only reasoning I have here is when we went and played Adrian, the women's team was playing before us. And I don't know. They just seemed like they were pretty good. So I'm going with them. <laughs> I think it's it's another one, like like Glick said. I think Glick said you can't go wrong with picking Liberty in a tournament like this. I think you can't go wrong with picking Adrian in a tournament like this. Um, it's just a hockey factory in Michigan. Moving on to the Division Three men's tournament. Uh, this one's interesting because uh, it's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. But originally when the ACHA announced that they were going to have national tournaments, they were only going to do men's D1, men's D2, and women's D1. And then uh, they got enough support from the D3 teams to have a tournament. It's going to be hosted in Grand Rapids. Why don't, we'll, we'll, we'll go reverse order here. Fitz, who do you have in this tournament? I'm going with the two-seed Michigan. The only reason here for me, uh, my brother, my older brother, used to play uh, for the Wolverines back in the day. So I'm going with his old squad. Not, not a bad you? call there. What about you, Murph? Uh, I'm going with the one seed here. I'm going with Hope College. Kind of a, a, a not a uh, – they're a well-known name in, in Division Three ACHA. And I, I, I was running through the schedule, and they they tied Michigan earlier in the year, and that's kind of the only blemish on their, on their schedule. So I think they've kind of handled most of the teams in this tournament. Watch out for number seven, Central Michigan, though. Great set of uniforms on those guys the Chippewas so but I, I think Hope College is going to bring it home what about you Glick oh I'm gonna have to go with number four seed Adrian I mean again same with Liberty every time Adrian College has a team they have a great chance to win the whole thing so I'm just gonna have to go with them for D3 all right and then in uh the men's division two tournament we're gonna head to uh Bismarck North Dakota Glick doesn't look like you had a tough decision here who are you going with here yeah I'm gonna have to go with uh you Mary they're, they're the home team, right? Like they're hosting. Yes. You Mary yeah. is hosting. It's in Bismarck and um, a neighboring town in North Dakota. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but yes, you Mary is the host here uh, in Bismarck. And I'm going to agree with you, Glick. I just, you know, they play a heavy division one schedule with games against Jamestown and Minot who are teams to watch for in the division one tournament. I just think, you know, maybe Lindenwood is another team that could sneak in there. I just don't think anyone's beaten you Mary on home ice. I think, yeah. You know, maybe if this term isn't a neutral site, maybe Lindenwood's got a shot. Um, but, you know, we talked to we talked to Browse and, and he, you know, that you marry is a rival of Jamestown and they're not even the same division. I know, you know, Fitz, Fitz likes Lindenwood, though. Fitz, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm going with, you know, Indiana University. No, no, I'm going with Lindenwood. <laughs> um, yeah, I we, we played Lindenwood. Back in my freshman year, I, I don't know. They were just pretty sick. So I guess I just went with what, I, what I've played against. But, yeah, I didn't know you, Mary, was hosting the event. So that's definitely an edge. But uh, a quick little stat here about you, Mary, and home ice. They're 14-1-2 so far this year. So it's going to be tough to beat on their home sheet. 
and, and some other teams to watch for in this tournament, obviously number four, Liberty. Uh, they lost to you, Mary, in a shootout earlier in the year. Um, number eight, NC State, I think. I don't know. That's a, they're, they're in group A with you, Mary, but I think NC State could have a run here. I also like Florida Gulf Coast at number five. I think the Division Two tournament is going to be a fun one to watch because normally Division Two you have so many teams that you do regional tournaments. And now we're just having one national tournament. It's not losing go home because they're doing pool play. So, you know, things can happen here. I think you Mary is the favorite, but you wouldn't be shocked to see some some good upsets and matchups in, in the pool play round here. Moving on to the Division One bracket here. 16 teams they're going to head to st louis uh maryville is the host here they've actually got a tough first round matchup they're going to see liberty i don't know we've talked so far about the host teams having an advantage i don't see it here with maryville uh they're kind of running into a a a gong show here with liberty you know you're playing a team that beat a division one team earlier this year but i'm taking adrian here and you know i just think last year Adrian Liberty one and two start of this year, Adrian Liberty one and two. I just think that Adrian's got a lot to prove here, a little bias here. Cause we have talked to those guys before. I think I like Adrian here. I know Fitz, I th- you're kind of thinking the same thing here, right? Yeah. Um, our last episode, what was it like two weeks ago? I, I was, we were looking at the, the seedings that came out the rankings and they had Adrian at like the three or four hole. And um, I said back then that they were going to win it. And obviously they're the favorite now. Um, I think they got the, the easiest road to get to the championship out of all the teams uh, in that bracket. What about you, Glick? Oh, I'm going to have to go with a little bit of a different approach. I'm going to go with Lindenwood winning it all this year. I mean, with the news of them going NCAA in a few years, I think they're definitely going to make it far and have a good chance of winning it. Yeah, and, and that's a team that was ranked number one until they got beat by Ohio. So they only real one loss on the season. And the other interesting thing here is with, with all these national tournaments, it's a lot of these teams haven't played each other. They've kind of had their own bubble. Like the, the teams in the Dakotas have kind of played each other. We talked about you, Mary, and Jamestown going at it, and Minot. You kind of had Ohio who played a little bit of everybody. They played Liberty. They played Adrian. They played Lindenwood. So it's going to be interesting. A couple things to watch out for. Uh, Adrian and Liberty are on other sides of the bracket. However, the ACHA reseeds in the semifinal round, which is a huge bummer because if they didn't do that, we could have an Adrian Liberty semifinal and a Jamestown Minot State semifinal. It's it, it won't happen, but you know, Jamestown and Minot—that's a rivalry that we could potentially see here at the national tournament and then Adrian and Liberty, another one, you know, going back to last year, those are two teams that, that don't like each other and they've been kind of going against each other this whole time. So I would love to see those matchups if, if we could get them in the national championship, but going to be good hockey to watch. If you'd like to watch the games, um, they will be streamed on hockey TV. You will need a subscription for that, but it'll give you access to all of the ACHA tournaments that are going on uh, during the month of April. A uh, lot to be excited about in the ACHA world. Fingers crossed everything goes well and and nobody has to drop out because of COVID and we can actually crown some national champions here and and get the boys going. Offer stands, any team that wins a national championship gets to come on the pod. So looking forward to that. You know, you also kind of want to win the Murdoch Cup, but if you win, you get to come on the Hockey House pod. So 
there's that uh, for all the future for all the players listening. Yeah, maybe I'll fill out my uh, perfect bracket finally this year. <laughs> I'll see. ACHA bracket competition. Yeah, with the way I pick teams, all four teams I uh, chose to win are probably going to lose. So sorry if I jinxed the it for you guys. Curse. The glick curse. <laughs> Click, it, it, it hasn't been your year when it comes to predictions, but I, I salute you for continuing to have predictions. You know, I think a lot of people might might hang their head and 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 stop giving out predictions, but you're sticking your guns here. Someone's going to win, Click. You're going to predict yeah. one national championship. I'm definitely going to get at least one out of the four. Easy. I can't right. lose on four jerseys and four teams in, you know, a month. That's just not possible. All right, and, and wrapping up the interview, I just want to give a quick shout-out to a friend of mine, a teammate of mine, and a supporter of the show since day one, uh, Syracuse goalie Cal Stewart. It was his birthday earlier in the week, and I have a fun fact about Cal Stewart. He played goalie at Choate, and in his career at Choate, he played against a goalie at Avon, at Avon Old Farms. He played against a goalie at Avon Old Farms by the name of Spencer Knight. And in his career against Spencer Knight, he was th- he had three wins and one loss. Cal Stewart, the goalie for Syracuse University, is three and one against Spencer Knight, the gold medal medal winning goalie, and under contract with the Florida Panthers. Um, so special shout out to Cal Stewart. Thank you for listening to the show. Happy birthday! And uh, there's your Spencer Knight trivia uh, trivia of the day. Snaps for Cal. Snaps for Cal. But no, yeah, we're uh, we're excited, exciting time of the year for the ACHA, and uh, we're looking to bring in you as much of the content as we can. Uh, so take it easy and uh, and have a good week. See you boys. See you boys next week.